three weeks format at America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world on the web at NahumSiegel.com and the NahumSiegel Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Well, I mean, I've I've spoke to Charlie Harari this morning for about a minute, and already we've uh, we've come up with a couple of really cool innovations to again tweak his uh, amazing presence here at the Nahum Siegel Network, and I thank him for that. By the way, coming up at nine o'clock, he will be addressing the issue of disappointment. That's his theme for today, so you can catch that between nine and nine thirty this morning. He also confirmed for me that um, that Thursday mornings are not the same when you don't have your regular large cup of coffee. Charlie Harari, welcome back to JM in the AM. It's such an honor to be back with you. Thanks for, for inviting me. You know, we're turning to you for inspiration. We're turning to you for, uh, for you know, helping us uh, alleviate this terrible condition that we get uh, on long fast days of thinking about mm-hmm. nothing else but food and drink. <laughs> and, and yet, and yet, you openly admitted me, to me this morning that you know what, no, not have not having that cup of coffee makes it a different type of morning. <laughs> it's always different without the coffee. It's always different without the coffee. Uh, that's how it usually starts. Uh, we're starting the three weeks today. I've asked you to come on this morning live and discuss uh, uh, different things on this uh, Shavasar Batama special, primarily. Because, you know, funny enough, primarily because of what I just said, we focus so much, not a criticism, it's human nature, we focus so much on a day like today, especially here in this area of the world where Shavasar Thomas is really a long fast. Some would argue the longest, you know, except for the whole overnight thing on Tisha B'Av. Um, and, um, and we focus so much on, you know, when will it end? What will we break our fast on? And, you know, and, and boy, am I hungry and thirsty. But I guess the reality is, and I'm really turning to you to, to validate this theory, I, I guess the reality is that when our rabbis went ahead and followed God's example, because remember, it was Hashem who in the Torah commands us on Yom Kippur to, you know, the first of the things that we don't do on Yom Kippur is eating and drinking. So obviously that became really important. Uh, when it comes to the traditional public fast day. Uh, so when the rabbis went ahead and instituted this, I would assume that they felt that it, when one cleanses, when one you know, suffers, quote-unquote, the way we do by not eating and drinking for a period of time, it will only help us and enhance our ability to bring more inspiration and more serious subjects into our lives. So... The question is, can we in fact can we in fact move away from this usual mantra of Aishavasarbatamuz that boy it is hot, it is long, and it is hungry, and get to the point where today is a much more meaningful day? Yeah, I'm so happy you bring it up because it, this is exactly the Avoda. I mean the goal is not the goal of fast day is 100% not to be thinking about when is the fast day going to be over. And the goal of the fast day is 100% to be using the time and whatever you feel in which we don't eat towards getting to be better. I, I think where we really struggle in general is we haven't for some reason been conditioned I don't know why this happened. I was, I'm spending a lot of time thinking about this. We haven't been conditioned to yearn for a time in which the base of is rebuilt. 
I don't know when we spend time thinking about how awesome it's going to be when God reveals himself to this world and the entire world's like, what? This is Hashem? We're totally in. Like, there's going to be a time, with God's help, where, like, when we walk down the streets, people are going to be like, wait, wait, are you really Jewish? Like, can you tell me everything? Because we're all blown away. Because everyone, the whole Berach L'Chatishtach of it, we're going to, there's going to be, what we have right now isn't it. We all settle for, like, a little bit of food, everybody's healthy, there's nobody rioting, there's no, they're not, no virus keeping us in the houses, like, if you can pay your bills and live your life, like, there's no more expectations that we're driving towards. And I think this period of time is Hashem's way of saying, like, this is not all you can get. There's so much more in store. You just have to want it. So, like, I need to, like, get your attention. And if you want to get a Jew's attention, you know what you do? <laughs> you starve them. <laughs> That's it. The only thing that will get our attention. See, God made us. The only thing that we can think about it. The only thing. In other words, you're saying the four worst words in Judaism is what? There's no kiddish? <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, think about how many people are like focused on Tisha on God. You think of Tisha you can eat anyone will be paying attention, right? Like, you think Young Kipper, anyone would do. To uh, to uh, you think we'd be taking your kipper seriously? If that's like, you know what? At twelve o'clock, you could take a little take a little break. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's like, listen, guys, I need you to pay attention to this. And so this is the, this is why it begins and ends. But I think like everyone who's striving for something, you only can get through it if you have something bigger that you're going after. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, and if it's, we don't start doing that, we can't. You know, on the micro uh, on the micro scale, you remind me of the. You know, where, where somebody announces, you know, a, a big lecture or an Onik Shabbos coming up with a great speaker and someone will yell from the back, what are you serving? You know, like, <laughs> like that's the most important <laughs> thing. But it's funny because on a macro level, you're raising such an important point. And it's funny because I, I took very seriously our words with Shlomo Katz earlier this morning about the whole Beinadam L'Chavero issue and how that is such an important part of, you know, the next three weeks because it's something we need to keep in mind every single day. But, you know. I sort of give the example like Mother's Day, and every day is Mother's Day, but there needs to be a day where you really emphasize it. Same thing. You know, every day is is, is, uh, is worried about Avos Yisrael uh, and working toward, you know, improving our Avos Yisrael, but obviously during these three weeks it's more, and as we get closer to Tisha B'Av, it's more. But I think you're, you're making such a, a bigger point that as important as that is, and I know it's important, the national message, the national yearning that needs to be at this time of year is not there. And sometimes, as much as we are focused on the, you know, important mitzvos and the important concepts that we need to focus on during this time, sometimes we do forget the greater national mission that we have all year round and that we need to be yearning for this time of year. And I would assume that that's what you were referring to. Yeah, and and when that becomes what you want the suffering, so to speak, along the way becomes different, right? If I'm dieting because I'm part of a team that's trying to win a Super Bowl, me not eating that food is very different than if I'm just a regular person on a regular day. So whatever we're going through impacts, it's, the impact that it has on us is in relation to what our goals are. So if our goals are, I want to stay comfortable my whole life. I don't, I don't want to come out of my comfort zone. Oh, my gosh, I can't eat. 
I'm uncomfortable. I'm going out of my mind. When can I get comfortable again? In six hours, I can get comfortable again when I eat again. That, that's, that's when the fast becomes intolerable. But when the fast becomes, I am striving for something greater. I want to see it with my own eyes. I want God to give it to us. When we can put a fast like Shivasa Batamas and the three weeks in, Tisha, in context, what would it be worth the price? Would, we, would me and you pay one day of not eating for a chance to see the base on Migdash? It would be worth it in a second. But when that's our mentality, there's the least I can do to hope to change what I'm doing to get me closer to the base on Migdash. Then the whole fast is a different meaning. And the whole experience of the next three weeks is a different meaning. We're not just waiting for Nachamo. Like, this is like the game of, like, it's almost Nachamo. I get back in the pool, and I can drive around, and I can eat meat. We're, we're, <laughs> we're not waiting for Nachamo, because if Nachamo comes, and we don't have to pay some Migdash, we lost another year. And it's, it's all about how we perceive this thing. And it's funny, because as you're saying all this, I'm saying to myself, you know, this really does describe the difference between today as a public fast day and Tisha B'Av as the public fast day, because Tisha B'Av is not just a fast day. Tisha B'Av is literally a day of mourning. Tisha B'Av is a day that all of us are, you know, incorporate, you know, Shiva customs into what we do on Tisha B'Av. Uh, at, but today is more about, as you described, is more about, you know, not eating and drinking and just being more aware of, you know, what it is that we're striving for, what it is that we're yearning for. And I think that's a very big difference. On, on Tisha B'Av, we... We need to be, you know, sad and thoughtful and, 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 and you know, and, and behave in a proper manner on that day. Today, it's not a matter of behavior outside of trying not to eat and drink. It's more a matter of, you know, what's going on in our heads and what are we aiming for? What do we, what do we hope to accomplish? And I think... Yeah, this it, is the beginning. Yeah. And you need this type yeah. of beginning to get to that type of end, frankly. Absolutely right. This is, the, this is how it's situated. It's an amazing thing that Chazal has done. He's created this space in time called three weeks. And this space is supposed to be a zone that all we're doing is striving. You know, the, the Siva Shalom says that in today's day and age, it's the most powerful thing I think I've ever read, and I'll, I'll send it to you, Nachum. The Siva Shalom says that in today's day and age in Gullahs, we're ready for Gula. We've paid the price. We've gone through the Holocaust. We've gone through the programs. We've, gone, we're pay, we've paid our prices. We're done. We paid the ticket for Gula. But God's waiting for one more thing. We have to want it. Hmm. That's why what the Yitzhar does to us now is he gives us things that we're like, we settled for mediocrity. We're okay with being gullus. Nobody hates us. We're okay if like, there's no anti-Semitism and there's no terrorism and we have enough money. Like, the Yitzhar just feeds us enough. If you, you, ever, you ever notice why now everything seems to be okay? Our grandparents didn't have this life. Our great-grandparents didn't have this life. For some reason, Gaulus is okay for us. And one of the reasons why, and Stephen Shalom says, is because he's feeding us enough to keep us comfortable so we don't clamor for Gaula. We don't expect more. And God needs that desire to deliver a big present called Gaula. So Chazal creates a space and time called three weeks, and it opens and it closes with its fast. And they're telling us, listen, I know it's busy, and you're running around, and you got to take care of your family. I get it. But here's three weeks I want you to think about this. Think about what it must be like. Think about what it would be like to live in Israel with no more wars. Think about what it would be like when all the cancer wars are shut down. Think about what it would be like to be able to spend their whole life talking about Hashem. Just think about it for a few weeks. 
And when we open by being uncomfortable and realize that this isn't our life, and we close, and you know what's amazing is we close in a month called Av. God's <laughs> like, I don't want you to be sad. I want you to want me. I want you to be focused, right? I, I'm here. This whole game goes from I can't wait for it to be over because I'm comfortable to now I can finally pay attention to what's really important. Yeah, it'll be uncomfortable, but greatness is uncomfortable. It's funny because, as you mentioned, it uh, ends with a month called Av. It's also the the anagram bow to come here and. Uh, you know, oh, good! I never thought of that. It's amazing. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned yeah. the two of them. One one represents yeah. our father, and one represents you know come close to our father, and you know and show that you want to be close. You know, it's funny that you talk about the um, you know, what would we do if we were told if you fast, you know, this will happen, or the. You know, it's funny because in Jewish history, we've had some interesting moments. You know, when Esther tells everybody to fast for three days, you can only imagine what the reaction was. You know, she, it, it, you know, like even people who believed that if they fasted for three days, they, the, the Jews would be saved. Still, you know, we're, we're not very comfortable, as you put it, I'm sure, you know, making that type of commitment. Again, even the believers, you know, find it hard to make that type of commitment. So even today, when... When you say, you know what, you, you take a couple of days and you really give them to God and you really set them aside as days that, that we will work on ourselves and ourselves as a community. You know, again, we're believers, but, you know, it's, it doesn't always, doesn't always feel like it's, uh, you know, th- that we're all in. Let's put it that way. 100%. You know what I always find? Um, I always find Hashem never lowers his expectations for us. Like, it, he doesn't lower it. He doesn't say, okay, fine, then don't fast. If you're not feeling it today, take this one off. Right. Like, if you, you know, he, I, I find that to be sort of very consistent with Chazal, with how we, we live our lives. A lot of leeway. I mean, Chazal, when it comes to these types of fast days, a lot of leeway, right? They, but they, they push us. Right. Hashem's pushing us. He wants us. He, want, he, he wants us to step up. I always find when it comes to, like, the Shabbat, it comes to Shabbat, like, you feel like you're done with it. when you're done with God's help. You feel like you ran a marathon. Right. Like you feel like you accomplished. Like for me, at least, I break my fast on coffee. Right. Like that's just like you know Obviously. the thing that I right. Like I mean, that's the, the you, thing that gets the blood in my veins. Do you even, like, do you even do you even sleep tonight once that coffee's in you? Like, <laughs> like what happens at ten no, p.m.? Are you kidding? We, my, my everything. When I think about a coffee or fast day, it's like we're like a, like I'm sending my coffee off to camp. I'm crying. It's the whole thing. <laughs> so when, when, the, the post. Fast coffee, and for the coffee drinkers that are listening, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Like the post-fast coffee, that first time that you can put your lips to the coffee at 9:30 or whatever at night, it's like it's like your chasana, like it's it's a simha, like it's this great. It's a lachayim. It's a lachayim. <laughs> it's a lachayim. It's a real lachayim. Like, but it's an accomplishment, and you think about your would I ever be able to do this? But for Judaism, would I ever be able? to do this myself. Yeah, this, even this fast is so, it's so, it brings out so much of who we are. We're one people. We strive together. We, we're together in ups and downs. Like, you know what? I used to love it on Shabbat Shabbat Thomas when I used to go into, into the city. I used to like see like another from Jew walking on the street and I look at him. He looks at me he's like, yeah, I know. Like we have this like, right. you know, like this bond. <laughs> like, yeah, I, yeah, I know. We, we got this. The club. Like four hours. The club, the yeah. club right? Like, <laughs> It's, we're one family. We do this together. We struggle. Tishabov is, is, you see a guy sitting on the floor walking around in like slippers. And like, we, we, once we realize that Hashem's not letting up on us, yeah. well, if he we, if can't, if the doctor says he can't, if the rabbi says he can't, whatever, it's, whatever. But I'm saying Hashem's not letting up on us. 
you know, he expects a lot from us, and and we can do it, and we can accomplish it, and when we do, it's going to feel amazing, and that would just scale it to the bigger scale of what's really possible for our nation, achdus, yeah. and and striving, and more passionate Judaism. And you can only imagine what we can accomplish. You know, it's funny because we see what's going on in this country right now, and some might say that that this was inevitable because there's unfortunately not the same level of faith, not the same level of values that we used to have. Uh, and I think that that's a safe, par of legitimate uh, discussion. You know, a lot of discussions that you can't have, especially publicly. But I think that's a safe, par of legitimate discussion that as values and as, um, and as faith has diminished, we've seen a certain direction in this country. But what you just described, the simple fast day, that's what keeps us going. That's what. That's why. That's one of the reasons we are so faithful and full of values, because these things that we are told to do physically, and these things that we take upon ourselves to, 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 you know, to inspire and enhance our spiritual lives through the physical, really help us keep that level of uh, of emuna, frankly, of emuna, of faith, and and the values that we have. And I think it's a really important message. One of the I'm not telling people that they can't, you know, eat if they if they feel if they feel they can't make it through the fast. Obviously any rabbi would tell them to do so. But I think one of the reasons why it's encouraging to to bring our kids up in this type of environment is that, you know, we we, we actually go ahead and sacrifice for the cause, so to speak. We actually show that we are ready to physically, you know, give of ourselves to make ourselves and our community better. Absolutely. And that's exactly the point is that when we push ourselves, we realize how much we can accomplish and how much we can be, we can give. Um, I, I'm, you know, there's a great man who passed away recently. His name is Eugene Gluck. Yep. And he, I'm close to his family. And after Shiva, they sent me a video, it's an incredible video. And the video is of him at the end of his life. He was getting, you know, less and less able to do things like fasting. And he had called the doctor to see if he can fast on Yom Kippur. And there's a video of him in a walker. And somebody who is not in the video apparently gets the call and says, you can fast. I spoke to the doctor. You can fast on Yom Kippur. And you see this man dance. And he's dancing. I can fast on Yom Kippur. And he is, like, he is dancing in his 90s. I believe it. Because he, he gets to fast. And I'm thinking to myself, how many people would would, would would be, what, are you crazy on Yom Kippur in your 90s? Because when you do it and you're part of it and this is your people and you're willing to sacrifice and you learn how to, you feel the, you feel the meaning to what that's like. You feel the connection to Hashem by giving him a little bit of food. God gives us food in a way that no, our ancestors never had food. We, we eat so much. We have so much available to us. We get a chance to give it back to him once in a while and say, by the way, for you, I'm going to hold back. And if we look at it like that, this is a, and by the way, there's a feel like this. In the Gemara Brachos, it says, and we do this in some of the Sederim. When you take on a, I, I, I don't know if we're, I, I don't know if you do it on a public fast day, but especially if you ever do it on a private fast day, you, there's a feel you say, where you say, Hashem, in Tanah based Amidish, we gave a Korban, and it would burn up the fast. And, it would, and now I don't have, I can't give you a Korban. So I've burned up my fat. I've held back food for me. So please see what I've done to for, to my body, as as if I gave you come. It's an actual tefillah that the Omar Amaram used to say. Wow. When we see it that way, we're giving you a, 
we're giving you a sacrifice, Hashem. That sacrifice is me. And I believe in you. And I'm with you. And you want me to be, be focused today on you? I'm, I'm in. That mentality makes what we're doing meaningful. There's a purpose to the fast. So not just counting down to eat again. Every time you feel a little hungry, it's a, it's a korban Hashem who gives us so much. Yeah, those hunger it, pangs are worthwhile. They are worthwhile. Yeah. Charlie Harari helping us uh, be inspired on the Shavasar Batama special. Two off-topic questions to wrap up our conversation, if you don't mind. Uh, we're living in crazy times. I'm not asking you for a political commentary. I'm just asking for your confirmation that it is sad that our children, and I mean the community's children, are not, generally speaking, I know some are, but you get my point, generally speaking, are not in overnight summer camps this year. Yeah. It's super sad. It's heartbreaking. People, a lot of people it's don't get it. A lot of people don't get the education, the social oh. aspect, the the growth, the growth in every. We can name any area, and you can attach the word growth to it because it's growth in oh, every no important area of life and every important area of Jewish life. And yeah, and there's a research behind this: the, the power of immersion, what goes on in camp, how much the kids grow, how much they need it. It's sad that the kids today this summer don't have summer camp you know, I, don't know, I don't know if you know this because because some people you know by chance in life will encounter some people like this and others will not but i have i i have seen children over the years who during the year are really not sociable don't talk a lot in group settings and in camp they're like the camp superstars so it's it's it's, it's amazing just from that aspect how important that environment is for our children yeah, I, I sat in camps um, where these kids, who if their father would ever sing a zemer in their house, would, if he would utter the, the beginning of my, they would just shoot him down. Like, are you crazy? <laughs> like the thought of a dad sitting around in gossip, opening up a, a bencher and singing a zemer would be like, forget it. And then they get to camp, and within two seconds, they're on top of some bench screaming right. like their lungs out. It's, exactly. I can't. I, exactly. you know what? There's so many great camps, but in particular, there's one that I know you know well, which is Camp Kaylee, right. where I've been there. And like you've seen, this is it's miraculous what some of these kids do. Yeah. So at every camp, it's not just Camp Kaylee, but it's all the different camps that are really giving these kids this incredible outlet. It is it is that? And I hope that um, our world has been coveted, Charlie. We've been yeah, coveted really. for the last four months. Yeah. And, and by, crazy times. And not, not to harp on it, but I got to wrap up with this because I'm just so curious. I when I have a cup of coffee after 3 p.m., I cannot fall asleep that night. How do you have a cup of coffee at 10 o'clock <laughs> tonight? Explain it to me. I, I go to bed. My last one of the lessons that I do when I go before I go to sleep is a cup of coffee. Why? It doesn't make sort of, it doesn't make just, sense. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I got to be careful after three o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, you have to change your relationship to it. You know what I'm saying? It's got to be part of who you are. So right now, coffee so, you know. coffee has it over me. I need to have it over coffee. That's basically what you're saying. <laughs> I'm I'm caving into the coffee nachum battle. I'm completely caving exactly. in on my side. You you own the coffee. You can determine when you have the coffee. You don't have to worry about it. And you good. Tell, you, 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 and good news for you, my friend. You're 13 hours away from that cup of coffee. It's a shame. I can't, I can't thank you enough. <laughs> can't wait. I can't thank you enough. Thanks so much for joining us this morning in an easy fast, That's a meaningful an fast, and just a fast fast as well.
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Continue doing your wonderful work, Nachum. You're bringing us up, you're inspiring us, and you're making us bigger people every single day. So thank you. I appreciate that. Charlie Harari on the topic of disappointment coming up during Unlocking Greatness. That's at 9 o'clock this morning, just 35 minutes from now right here at the Nachum Siegel Network.